beginning with establishing an intention for steadiness of mind, a stability of present moment awareness. You can establish this intention for steadiness of mind uh, top-down by being aware of a kind of instruction to yourself that is gentle and encouraging to remain present with a kind of observing continually of how uh, deeply you can remain engaged with some object of attention, such as the sensations of breathing or another object, such as a sound or a word or an image or a feeling. So there can be an awareness of the beginnings of wandering away. And sometimes the mind is likened to a little puppy that tends to want to wander all over the place. And uh, when the puppy begins to wander, we, it's not helpful to be angry with the puppy it is its nature to some extent to wander. And we gently return it back. So there can be an awareness early on before the mind starts to wander. Also in establishing this intention for steadiness of mind, there can be a sense of it from the bottom up a giving over to and establishing already of the feeling of steadiness of mind. So let's take some moments here as we settle in and establish a growing stability of presence, a growing steadiness of mind.
of support for steadiness of mind and support for well-being in general, it can help to be mindful of the felt sense of being all right, basically, right now. Most of the information coming into the brain comes from within the body. And most of the time, it's telling the brain that we're basically all right. The heart is still beating. There is enough air. The organs are working. There may be pain, there may be worries or frustrations, and also still, the body is going on being. And as we help ourselves remain mindfully aware of this feeling of a fundamental all rightness in the body now, can help shed unnecessary tension, shed unnecessary worry or anxiety. We tend to be caught up in worries and guarding racing, often unnecessarily. Instead, it can be very helpful to come into the present and when it is true, recognize that you are basically all right, right now. The feeling of breathing, enoughness of air. You may not have been all right in the past. There might be moments in the future when we're not all right. And now, most of the time, there's an opportunity for the reassurance comfort, relief, of simply recognizing in a felt way a basic all rightness in the body. If you like, you can explore this experience of basic all rightness as your object of attention. And in this felt knowing of a fundamental 
okayness. There can be a letting go of tension, letting go of pressure, contraction. Keeping it simple and immediate, not getting into a big story about it. It might also help to be aware of things that support all rightness in the moment, now, continuously, such as the stability of the floor which you might like to actually touch and feel. Rather like the Buddha reached down in his time of awakening and touched the earth. It might help to be aware of this room altogether. It's protectingness. as you release unnecessary anxiety, letting go of worry, exploring the comfort, even the delighted relief in the feeling of being basically all right, right now. experience of all rightness, you might be able to find a growing tranquility, a growing quieting, a growing peace.
if you like, you can abide as a whole body breathing. I'll simply noticing from time to time that you're all right. There's enough air. You can open and soften and come to ease.
you like, we can now have a different kind of meditation. Discussion, questions, maybe answers. Any questions or comments so far for any of us? Please. Um, You talked about activating the lateral parts of your brain. And I know in some yoga practices, there's fusion sounds for different parts of the brain. Mm. And you're directing your attention to different parts of the brain. I'm wondering if that's another way to activate those parts of the brain. Uh, I'll repeat the question. So in some yogic traditions, there are various methods that have to do with focusing attention in different parts of the head and also in other parts of the body, as you know. And the question being, hmm, what effect might that have? Uh, I have no, uh, I don't know of any single study about that. There might be some. And to be clear, uh, the profoundly scientific attitude is the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So just because there's not yet a study for something doesn't mean it's not true. And most fundamentally, the laboratory that counts for practice is in our own experience. So we explore. And so if it works, it works. And now mechanism of action, how it works, not so sure. Uh, it, the direct linkage between the brain itself and sensation in the head is a little fuzzy. Uh, so I'm not so sure. That said, if it works to shift attention to different parts of the brain, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're learning new things. Who knows? But if it works, that would be the fundamental standard for me. Yeah. And with that, just a sense of excitement and discovery and exploration and inquiry and not knowing. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yes, please. Extending that a little bit, I advocate for mindfulness meditation and MBSR for many of my patients. And often their response is, well, they exercise and, or they have a hobby and that's their meditation. So I appreciate Mihai Chicks and Mihai's flow states and the flow is beneficial, but is there science or evidence to suggest that any of these other kind of activities also activate the uh, task positive network, the lateral brain? Or what is my response to folks who think that exercising is their meditation? Um, I. I know that territory, <laughs> and uh, or at least in my experience of it, I've had similar experiences, and I find it really helpful to draw people's awareness directly into, okay, and what are you actually experiencing? So while exercising, what are you experiencing? Including where is your attention located, and what are you doing with what your attention is on? And very often, more theoretical or conceptual discussions, including sometimes the raising of straw men and and these kind of false dichotomies, really resolve when we come down directly into the immediacy of a person's experience, our own or the people we're working with, let's say. And very often people will say, well, um, my mind's all over the place, really. 
I'm lifting the weight, I'm doing the thing, but I'm thinking about this or I'm wondering that. And in a way, that's why I like exercising, because I just turn it off and let my mind wander. All right, but that's not a training of attention. On the other hand, we can take almost anything as an object of absorption and concentration. Uh, Practicing putting (laughs) in the golf game, making music, doing handwork, brushing someone's hair. And so if someone can use Pilates or yoga or other forms of exercise as an object of attention, uh, as a teacher of mine once put it, devoted to it and renouncing all else uh, in that moment, then sure, it's a meditation. Great. Thank you. In the back there, a question? Okay, so I, I got a note to that effect, I perhaps I suspect from you. Okay, um, so <clears throat> if I follow you right, classically is, um, there are different kinds of meditation and research on meditation tends to be divided into two groups, focused awareness practices, focused attention practices and open awareness practices. So if we, first of all, Simply bringing attention to one object does not necessarily, it does pull us out of the default mode network. We're no longer in the simulator wandering away. On the other hand, we could be focusing our attention on something we're worrying about, right? And so, or something that is a stressful task. That focused awareness alone is not inherently beneficial. If we focus awareness on, let's say, the breath, including even perhaps at a very small area, such as around the upper lip, if we also bring to that focus a sense of being in the present continuously, uh, an emphasis on sensation distinct from language, also with a sense of kind of well-being in the background. So there's less activation of the stress response system, which when it gets going, naturally tends to make attention skittery and vigilant. So, and we kind of uh, disengage from an active sense of self. All those sorts of things, uh, which are traditionally recommended, uh, do tend to disengage activity in the midline and increase lateral mode activity. Just that alone. Additionally, if a person wants to, along with those qualities of um, present moment awareness, background sense of well-being, um, relaxing sense of self, self-contraction, and then as attention starts to widen out, to include sky of mind, as they say in Tibet, or the room as a whole, or the sensations of the body as a whole, 
that really tends to get those lateral networks going. And it's all, it's all good, right? There's a place for learning how to train attention to remain on a single, not very inherently interesting object. People don't have ADD when they're playing video games because it's endlessly stimulating. It helps to choose objects of attention that are fairly unstimulating to train the muscle of attention. Uh, but over time, as we train that steadiness, then we can become increasingly steady and stable as attention widens out, which is often a little more challenging. So, okay, how about a question maybe for my friends up here? How about you right there? Yeah, um, okay, so uh, conditions often have a stability to them. And so, for example, there could be a stability of anxious mood or depressed mood. There could be a stability of pain in the body. Um, there could be a pattern in a, a relationship. And, uh, and also, there could be a stability in beneficial factors, a growing of trait mindfulness, stable mindfulness as a personal trait, uh, the development of resilience or grit, the development of happiness uh, as a personal trait, uh, compassion for others as a personal trait. So that, there's a place for like a standing wave a little bit. Uh, and the Buddha was really quite explicit, I, I think, in so many ways. And he, fundamentally, the way I, I read him um, is in... Uh, he was focused on processes and causes. And my understanding actually is that in the ancient language of Pali, there were no nouns, there were only gerunds. So a dog would be stated as dogging, right? Puppying. <laughs> it's just a process. So we have dynamic processes interdependently arising and passing away. And it's very helpful to gently encourage wholesome beneficial causes of various kinds, developing factors. And so we do that in our own practice and we do that with other people. On the other hand, as with anything, there are pitfalls. 
there are pitfalls in radically inert, choiceless, receptive witnessing. And there are pitfalls in getting too caught up in fixing or manipulating the mind. People can tend to err one way or another there. I tended to err on too much fixing. I had to learn radically accepting. On the other hand, I think radically accepting can become a kind of dogmatic ideology in certain quarters. And it leaves out um, the rest of the Eightfold Path. You know? And um, so for me as an overarching frame that might be of use to you here, I think of three fundamental ways to engage the mind usefully, to engage your experience skillfully. And for me, almost all teachings and methods fall into one of these three categories. The first is to simply be with what's there. Let be. Experience the experience. Let it be. Perhaps explore it, perhaps recognize its nature as transient and compounded and ownerless and selfless. But we're not directly trying to nudge it one way or another. That's the most fundamental mode of practice and that's really the primary encouragement here. Let be. Let be. Let be. Let yourself be. Let conditions be. Be with what's there. Be with it. Um, And there's a place, as the Buddha taught, for wise effort, for the second and third modes of relating to our experience and our mind, where we second, let go. We release, we release tension, we let things flow, we disengage from unhelpful desires, we disengage from positionality, righteousness, that case we make about things and others and ourselves. Let it go. Let it go. Place for that. And there's, and including releasing problematic patterns, as it were. Certain neurotic eddies in the stream. <laughs> the ones that are painful and harmful for ourselves and often others. And the third practice, as uh, the Buddha included in the wise effort element in the Eightfold Path, the, the encouragement and the protection and the growth of that which is beneficial, that which leads to happiness and welfare for oneself and for others. Letting in, letting in. If the mind is like a garden, these three ways of engaging in, let us witness it, pull weeds and plant flowers. All are really important and they work together. And we are to be mindful in all three ways to practice. Mindful as we let go, mindful as we let in. Sometimes people reduce mindfulness only to a stance of uh, letting be, especially in its most receptive, choiceless forms. Mindfulness is to be engaged as we walk, as we talk, as we let go and let in. I tend to focus on letting in as one of the three because it's the one that's often left out. People witness the garden and pull weeds, but they don't replace the weeds with flowers. Um, On the other hand, for me, it's very important to understand the aspect of cultivation. As I said in the three-legged stool of practice last night, metta, sati, and bhavana. Warm-heartedness, mindfulness, and development. Learning, broadly. Um, But I locate that process of planting flowers in the larger context of you know, letting be and letting go. 
especially in this setting here, letting be. Primary practice in this setting especially, be with it. Feel it, just let it be. So that's how it So I think I have a, about one more or two. No, you're over time. You said 35? I said 30. Oh, I heard 35 yesterday, so, all right, let's move right on to the next step here. Let's let in understanding of time for the future. (sighs) Letting it be, being with what is, however it arises in the moment, embracing change, however it arises in the moment, embracing it, smiling, ah, it's like this. So speaking of change, this morning um, our practice meetings are starting. So if you have not checked the board yet, and there is a board which is right between the two double doors as you exit on the left. There are a list of names on there. Please check the board this morning as soon as you exit this hall if you haven't already. This is very important because right at 9.50 our practice meetings start this morning and it's it's, it helps everyone if we stay on schedule and, and you show up. So the practice meetings, uh, half of you will be seen today, half of you will be seen tomorrow. So if your name is not on the list, don't panic. You'll be seen tomorrow. If your name is not on the list today and tomorrow, then let us know. Then you can panic. No, just kidding. Just, don't panic. Just, just let us know. So please check the list. Please be on time. The practice meetings with the three of us, these um, are not optional. We really want to check in with you. How's your practice going? In the afternoon, um, our wonderful assistants are offering optional sign-up interviews, and they have uh, sign-up lists um, on the board also. If you need support, if your practice meetings are not today, but tomorrow, and you need additional support, feel free to sign up and meet with them. But if you have a practice meeting with the three of us today, please don't sign up. Don't, don't double up. The room locations. Uh, room number one is where I am. As you exit, as you come out, um, as you're walking in the, um, the outside area, there are two practice meeting rooms to your right. Meeting room one, meeting room two. I'm in number one. Rick is in room number two. Easy to find. They're right to the right-hand side, okay, of the walking, the, um, um, you know, the pay, the, um, the, the area with the terracotta, beautiful terracotta tiles. To the right of them, there are two rooms. And Wes is going to be in Council House. Council House is across the way, right to the left of the manager's office. It's where you came in and and registered. And after uh, your practice meeting, it is likely that... um, it will be after the sitting, the, uh, the sit has started already here. So if that happens, please don't come into the hall late. Please sit outside. Please do walking meditation. We want to 
reduce the amount of walking in and walking out of the hall in the middle of sits as much as possible. And please be on time to the sits. We want to really respect and hold a caring space for each other. Come in at the beginning of the sit, right before the, you know, be- before the sit, and leave at the sit. Not coming in the middle and leaving in the middle. Just keeping this the space a safe, a a um, you know, quiet um, practice space. So just to let you know, um, you. Each of you will have two practice meetings with two of the teachers uh, the rest of the retreat. So if you're seen today, you will have another practice meeting, not tomorrow, but the day after, so alternating. So you'll have two practice meetings with, with the two of us, alternating teachers. Okay, so um, any questions about what I just said? about the practice meetings, about where the rooms are. Anything unclear about that? Okay. Moving on. More announcements this morning. It's announcement heavy, which is typical for the second day because there's a lot to really help hold the container and really holding the container with this hall and other places. So... um, if you're having trouble hearing, um, hearing instructions, hearing talks, um, there are hearing-assisted devices available. And please talk with the managers, and you'll be given one. And it'll be right in your ear, loud and clear. So please ask the managers. And can you hear me okay right now? Anyone having trouble right now hearing with the volume? Okay. So... Speaking of um, holding the container, a container of, of ease and care for each other in terms of this hall, um, the doors need to stay closed. Please don't prop up the doors open. Uh, we keep the doors to this hall closed. And especially when the AC is on, the doors have to stay closed uh, for practical reasons. Again, in order to care for each other um, with yoga, with, uh, with the um, upper walking hall. Upper walking hall is only available for yoga during the wonderful yoga sessions with Terry. Other times, it's a walking hall. Please don't do yoga up there. There is a lower walking hall. You see those stairs over there? There is a lower walking hall which is available all day for yoga, stretching, their props, their their balls and various implements. So please, if you want to do yoga any other time during the day, go downstairs. Upstairs is just for reserved for walking meditation, except during the specified yoga periods. And continuing to, to provide, to, to really hold the container of both silence and, and respect and, and um, 
and a, a safe pl- practice space. Um, there are many people who have come here with their friends, with, with their family, with their loved ones, which is lovely. We are so happy you're here together. And we're going to ask you to give each other the space to have your own experience. So in just the, these few days, we ask you to, to refrain from um, speaking and interacting, especially in public, because when other people, when other yogis see you, it's like, oh, it's okay to talk, it's okay to chat. Then it kind of, the container starts to get loose and, and the noble silence. Um, which is really precious and important part of our retreat experience, gets loosey-goosey. So we ask all of you to support yourselves, first of all, and support each other. And um, today... um, Starting today with the practice meetings, the um, for for yoga. If you have a practice meeting this morning, please go to the yoga in the afternoon. If you don't have a practice meeting in the morning, please go to yoga in the morning. That way, split in half and the room capacity up there, which is rather limited, will work out, okay? Yes. That's it, exactly. Starting from today, because yesterday there were no practice meetings, so we didn't have this. Starting from today, if you have a practice meeting, you, in the morning, you go to the afternoon. If you don't have one, you go to the morning, right? And tomorrow will be, of course, if you go so sort of blah, you get that, the algorithm. You can work it out. Yes, questions. What about the 11.15 practice meetings? What, say, morning, if you have either, even if it's not during yoga, exactly. If you have a practice meeting today, which is half of you, you go to the afternoon. Clear? Yes. No, you go in the morning. <laughs> yes. If you don't have a practice meeting today, you go to yoga in the morning. Clear? Okay. If you don't have a practice meeting today, you go in the morning. For any day, today, tomorrow, the rest of the... If you have a practice meeting in the morning, any time in the morning, you go to the yoga in the afternoon. If you don't have a practice meeting that day, you go to yoga in the morning. Simple algorithm, you can write it down. <laughs> Another question, please. No, because half of you are going to be seen in the morning. Half, half of you in two different sessions, divided. 25% at 9.50, 25% at 11.15. Yep, got it. Okay. All right. We're good. There's a few more. I'm sorry. This is a big... You're still awake? Do one of those. Okay, you're still awake. I've got a couple more for you guys. I know. See, that's why it was 9.30. Holy cow. Okay. You're with me, you guys. This, I know. This is long for me, too. 
It's the longest list of announcements I've ever had. Okay. Um, all right. So, important. The Dharma talk time is officially changed from 9.30 to 9.40. I'm sorry. Thank you. I did that last night, too. Seven thirty From 7.30 to 7.40. So, there is... When the bell rings at 7.30, there's a 10-minute stretch, break, walk around, kind of stretch your legs so that you're fresh when you come back for the talk starting 10 minutes later. It will be indicated on the schedule, okay? So Dharma Talk starts at 7.40. Yes? On the printed schedule, there's an error in the time of the walking meditation. Oh. So the walking meditation starts later than the schedule indicates? I don't have a copy. Oh, let's. Oh, let's see. Eight seven forty. Yes, that's right. We didn't mention that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, thank you for catching that. I hadn't seen that this morning. So yes, the walking meditation will be at eight twenty. Starts it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You're with me still. Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, yes. So, so, um, yes. So, start, so, given that today the pract- uh, we'll have practice discussions, uh, we ask you to support the retreat by being practice leaders, which means coming up here, sitting up here, because we're going to be busy. We're going to be in practice meetings. We're going to be in practice meetings. We're going to sit in and, and as trainees so you're going so what we ask you is to sign up as a practice leader so what that means is you sign up say for a particular sit let's say for 10 30 a.m sitting meditation Uh, it's on the board as a practice leader you come up you sit here wherever it's comfortable you sit here you hold the space and um, when the time comes when 11 15 comes you ring the bell forever so gently. And don't bang it. <laughs> Ouch. It takes very little. Make it sing. Yeah? So it's an invitation for you, not just to support others, but for your own practice. Um, if you have any trouble with sleepiness, come sit up here. It'll bring up energy. Okay? So nothing you have to do, nothing you have to say. Please don't say anything. Just sit (laughs) silently. Just ring the bell. (laughs) Okay? So an invitation, please sign up and challenge. Well, you know, uh, experiment as a scientist. What it feels like to be here and... Face everyone. Okay, I'm awake. All right. And let's see. A couple more. One is, um, in the past, we've we've found that um, offering a space for affinity groups um, in the council house to sit together can, ha, has been very beneficial 
for a couple of communities. So we've chosen to do that again, for, to offer that again optionally for this retreat also. So basically what that is, is that during the 2.30 uh, um, sitting meditation in the afternoon, the 2.30, um, the uh, self-identified POC uh, members of the Sangha are invited to, optionally, to sit in the council house together. Um, and during the 7 o'clock uh, evening sit, the LGBT, self-identified LGBTQI community, if you wish, you're invited, if you like, to sit together in silence um, in the council house. So... It's an option that's offered if you think that would be supportive to you, and if not, it's all good. So that will, that will start today. And lastly, um, today there is going to be a national emergency test um, broadcast system on your cell phones. So if you still have your cell phone with you, which I hope you don't, and I hope they're turned off, if you, completely off if you have them. If you're in neither of those categories and your cell phone is on, you might get uh, freaked out today at 11, 11.15. So because there's going to be an emergency test. So now you know. Please don't freak out. It's just a test. There is no national emergency. Okay, so given that it's 9.49, we're going to... Yeah, what... Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great. And, um, and we ask you as the teaching team to please remain seated uh, and wait for us to leave the hall, especially in the mornings, because we got to go get our folders and you know, get, get ready for the practice meetings, use the bathroom. So please make it a mindfulness practice of, okay, I don't have to go right now. I can sit another minute or two. So this is what we ask you again in order to support the whole retreat. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Anything else I forgot? Okay, so given that it's 9.50 actually already, um, let's start today exceptionally. Let's start the practice meetings at 10 because um, we'll have enough time. Everything will work out. Trust the process, but let, we'll start at 10. Okay? Relief. Yeah, great. All right. Thank you. Bravo, <laughs> Nikki. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.